With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Exceptional Scribble Show. I am your host, Fran the Sage Poet. And this is episode 89. Yes, you heard me correctly. This is episode 89. And for the 89th episode, we have a topic, a fresh topic, not the same topic that we had on last week. Tonight's topic is community service. We will have discussion after the exclusive interview hour is complete. We will be discussing what is community service? What does it entail? What does it really accomplish or what does it mean? So keep your mind in tune with those questions just to prepare you to engage in a dialogue that will prove to be one of enrichment. Also, we have a focus word for tonight. Our focus word is motivation. Yes, I repeat, motivation. Motivation is very, very crucial and critical. It is a vital agent in the lives of everyone. Without it, you will lackluster, you will always come short of any goals that you set to achieve. So let us not forget, tonight's focus word is motivation. And for those of you who are tuning in via the Internet, we do have a call-in number if you would like to talk to the show's host or if you would like to talk to the special guest. In the spotlight tonight, Mr. PDQ, otherwise known as Mr. Richard Sutton, CEO of PDQ Management, you need to do the following. Here is the number to call. It is area code 724-444-7444. I repeat, area code 724 724- Four 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 seven four four four, And once you call that number, please listen for the voice telemated prompts. When you are prompted, you need to key in the following call ID. This is the call ID for the show. It is a six-digit call ID number. It is 133199. I repeat, 133193. After you key that call ID number in, 
you need to press the pound sign and listen for the next voice telemated prompt. If you are not a member of TalkShoe, you will not have a TalkShoe PIN number. Therefore, you will need to enter into tonight's call queue as a guest. And for those of you who are entering in as a guest, after you have heard the voice telemated prompt, it will inform you that you are to either key in the show's PIN number, your PIN number for the show, or you would do the following. You would press 1 on the phone keypad and then press the pound key. I repeat, you will press 1 on the phone keypad and then press the pound key. It's quite simple. Just follow the voice telemated prompts. And for, for those of you who are on social media, the events page for the show is episodes 8, 9, comma, The Exceptional Scribble Show. If you type that into the search bar on your Facebook page, you will then navigate to the events page for tonight's show. And on the events page, you will find a lot of very, very good information. You will find more information is listed about PDQ and PD, I'm sorry, the 2016 PDQ movement and the Real Men Challenge for Philadelphia, PA. The challenge is for 1,000 men to join Mr. PDQ in this movement. He does list information for contact. You would go to the following. You would go to PDQ at pdqmanagement.com. I repeat, pdq at pdqmanagement.com. For further details and to learn how to register for the Real Men Challenge. Again, the challenge is for 1,000 men to join Mr. PDQ in the PDQ movement. And for those of you who may not know, I'm just going to give you some brief detailed information about who Mr. PDQ is. The special guest in the spotlight is Mr. PDQ, a.k.a. Mr. Richard Sutton, CEO of PDQ Management. Mr. PDQ is an inspirational speaker who enjoys empowering the youth and adults alike to change their mental perspective on all aspects of life from relationships to financial literacy. His goal is to help change the mindset of those he encounters through education. His passion has become his mission to reverse the impact of poverty and position children and families to experience true and lasting money management skills by empowering them with the basic and practical principles that governs money management. Richard is very involved with the community, providing free workshops at community centers, schools, and churches. 
He also works with the local state representative's office to speak to kids in the inner city schools. Richard has spoken at different events in and around the city of Philadelphia and the tri-state area. For more information about PDQ management or Mr. PDQ, a.k.a. Richard Sutton, visit the following link. That link is www.p, D as in David, Q as in Queen, management.com. Okay, without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're going to take a music break. And after the music break, we will be hearing from our special guest in the spotlight this evening. So for those of you tuning in, continue to tune in.
Scribble Show, episode 89. At this time, we're getting ready to start the exclusive interview hour. So at this moment, what I am doing is I am now changing lanes. I am turning the spotlight onto the special guest on the panel this evening. Without any further ado... I am rolling the red carpet and now presenting to most and introducing to others our special guest for the evening, Mr. PDQ, Mr. Richard Sutton. Welcome to the Exceptional Scribble Show tonight. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Listening to you uh, read and talk about me, I'm sitting over here like, I'm nervous. Like, why am I nervous? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have to say, if anybody's nervous tonight, it must be me after I read your profile and all the wonderful things that I learned about you. I said, wow, this man is truly exceptional. He is the perfect guest to have on this panel tonight. So I am truly honored that you would accept our invitation. And I am also honored to acknowledge another host of great men and also women uh, who are also on this panel this evening. And I am referring to the No Note Show LLC. And I just want to extend the mic to the president, and he can pass it to whomever I'd like for them to introduce themselves to everyone tuning in at this time. Welcome. Uh, hello, hello. Uh, thanks, thanks again for uh, having us. Uh, and uh, it's a great opportunity to be on and support Mr. Uh, Richard Sutton, Mr. PDQ. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know the initiative that he's taking to launch this uh, wonderful event that's going to be happening uh, in January, and uh, just build a relationship from that, um, from with all the things that he's involved in. Uh, so thank you for having us. Oh, you're very welcome. I am so very glad that we're able to have uh, Mr. PDQ uh, come on to the panel tonight and to share with our listening audience about the PDQ movement for year 2016. I think uh, 2016 is going to be one of those, um, I would would 
refer to it as those moments in time where so much good is going to happen and a lot of new, I would say new things are going to break forth. It's going to be a groundbreaking year for us to hallmark on our calendar of events in our lifetime. So I'm very excited that he is presenting this um, 1,000 Men Challenge initiative on tonight's panel. I'm sure that there's a lot of men out there that are going to be inspired. And just for all callers, those who have called in tonight, if you would like to speak with our special guest on the panel of the Exceptional Scribble Show tonight, please raise your hands. I will have to mute mics at times just so that the quality of the volume of sound is not compromised when it's the time for this special guest to speak. I want to make sure there's no background noises to muffle the sound. And um, what I'm going to start with saying is, first and foremost, I want to thank you, Stephen Rodriguez, the president, I, I repeat, president of the No Note Show LLC. He was very instrumental in making this exclusive interview with Mr. PDQ possible. So I want to say to you, Stephen, thank you so very much for um, connecting the Exceptional Scribble Show with Mr. PDQ. I am very thankful and grateful for that. Thank you. Uh, it's my pleasure to do so. Um, uh, Mr. Uh, PDQ is definitely uh, an inspiration to us all, and, and I was I was honored uh, as uh, No Notes uh, to have the opportunity to interview him on the No Notes show, and it was a wonderful interview, and, and we had a great discussion, and part of that discussion was talking about this movement. Um, so mm. he, he's, he's definitely a, a gentleman, uh, on the rise, and he, he's inspiring to do uh, great things. And I'm glad we connected. I, I'm glad Richard and I have uh, had the opportunity to connect. And uh, now that we know each other, we we already consider ourselves uh, family uh, towards one another. Mm-hmm. And so we, we plan, we plan to, you know, work together going forward and, and uh, do some great things together. So that's what we're excited about uh, from this end. Excellent. Wonderful. Well, um the next statement and and the next question I am now going to direct to the special guest on the panel tonight, and that is Mr. PDQ, Mr. Richard Sutton. Mr. PDQ, I'm going to ask you this question. In reference to community service, community service is our topic for discussion this evening. Um, Can you sum up? in a sentence why community service is why it is significant for everyone no matter what their age may be in a sentence uh, uh, if you you need more than a sentence that's fine just give us a summary (laughs) 
I like to deliver what you ask for. I believe community service is vital and important because God blesses those who blesses his children. Hmm. Outstanding answer. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well said, and you summed it up in a sentence. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, and in reference to community service, because I think community service encompasses a lot and possibly even some areas that most people or some may not even consider. So could you touch on how you are actively involved in community service on a daily basis? If you can just maybe give a few examples of things that you do every day that falls in line or in that category of being community service. That would be wonderful for our listening audience. Thank you. I don't know if I could say I do something every day, but I try to do something as much as possible. I think community service, in a sense, doesn't always really mean that you are out physically doing something. Community yes. service to me is, is just a mere compliment. Um, you could be walking into a Dunkin' Donuts for your morning breakfast and and a gentleman or, or or a woman walks past and you compliment them on their outfit or you compliment them on their hair or how they look and because you never know what a person is going through. So your your compliment may brighten up a day that started off dreary, that started off dark. And they was thinking different, and because you decided to impart something that was uh, um, joyful to them in a sense, then it when it's, it turns their thought process around. So I think community service is is about impact, and however that impact may be, um, to me that's community service. Hmm. Community service is about impact. Yes, indeed, I agree with you there. Now, in reference to impact, um, can you define what impact is for some of our listening audience? Because we have a variety of age groups that are tuning in to our shows. So if you could define for someone that maybe they're not as knowledgeable what that word means, uh, could you just define impact for them? And thanks. Um, impact, impact to me is, 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 um, uh, direct connection or communication to either a person, a situation, or something of that nature, uh, where you can, like I said, that, that, that example I just used, complimenting someone in the morning time, um, walking into a Dunkin' Donuts or someone at work and you just gave them a compliment, that's immediate impact because, what you said made them smile, and I think, I think the joy to life is to be able to laugh and smile because no matter how you're feeling, if you smile, it changes your mood. If you laugh, it changes your mood even faster because you can't be angry or you can't be upset and laugh. It doesn't work. It's, a, it's, a, it's an oxymoron. It doesn't work together. It's like oil and water. So I think impact is, you know, just changing the situation or having a, 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 
a twist on what's currently going on um, in that current situation. Um, mm-hmm. I think I, I hope that was I hope that was uh, insightful enough. <laughs> yes, very much so. Uh, the next question, um, Mr. PDQ, would be: How do we impact a generation of youth who have lost? hope in us? Ooh, Is there ooh, a formula? Oh, you about to let me loose. You about to let me loose. You about to let me loose. <laughs> All right, so here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's not that they feel that they're lost. I think the interpretation is we feel that they're lost because we've lost that drive. Uh, mm. We we've come to a generation of adults that are scared and they move scared. They live scared and they're allowed Mm. to be intimidated by young folks. And the thing I love about young people is this. They're like intuitive. If you're phony, they know it. Mm -hmm. If you come at them with phony intentions, they know it. If you speak with phony intentions, they see it. And what they'll do is call you on it. And what happens is you have an, a generation of adults that that are scared of that. They don't want to be exposed. So in my interactions with young folks, I feel like, you know, that's what I've learned from them. If they're not feeling what you're saying and they feel like you're not genuine what you're saying, they're going to let you know, and everyone can handle that. I don't think it's their loss. They need guidance. A lot of them just want to hear Someone say something as simplistic mm-hmm. as I love you. Mm. Something just that simplistic because they don't hear it constantly and they don't hear it a lot. So to say that you, I, I spoke at Gratz High School. Yeah. And when I got done speaking, I had to go. And I looked at them and I said, listen, I said, if you have been in the last week, the last month, of the last year, heard someone tell you, I love you, then I'm telling you, I love you. And if you would have seen their faces light up Mm. over something as simplistic as hearing someone say, I love you, how Mm. hard is that? Mm, Not not hard. It's not. It's just about being genuine and being about, with, you know, being about who you are. Don't try to be something that you're not. I tell people all the time, if you're not from really from the hood, then don't try to act like you're from the hood. That doesn't mean that you can't bring something from the table, mm-hmm. right? I'm really from the gutter, so I know. So I can't – I'm, I'm giving them what I got, but I, what I try to tell them is, listen, where you start doesn't define where you finish. The, life is about the journey. It's not always about the destination, right? Mm-hmm. And that journey – you. You learn from from your mistakes and the footsteps that you take and the people that you encounter. Me and Steve ain't come into contact with each other haphazardly. We came in contact with each other because we were supposed to come in contact with each other. I believe nothing in life happens by chance or circumstance. Everything happens by divine order. Whether you want to accept it or not is different, but the honest truth is it mm-hmm. happens by divine order. That's just what life is. You know, and, and, and when you ask, you know, you ask God or the universe to deliver, he's going to make sure it happens. So, you know, 
him, you know, Steve make, putting me in connection with you, and this thing is this thing is happening not because I'm anybody special. I'm just mm-hmm. I'm just a I'm just a little black guy with poppy eyes from 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 Germantown, Philadelphia. <laughs> you know, who, who came up in Philadelphia public school. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, you know, we got to be able to give back to our kids and not show them fear. I want to see men step up and be the men from back in the day that didn't fear. They look give you that look. You knew not to mess with them, and you knew to listen. Like we mm-hmm. need to be able to give that back, you know. But once again, like I said, if you if you roll in fear, these kids smell fear. Like, mm. you know, and if you got mm-hmm. fear in your heart, you know, um, that's what happened. I managed a bank in North Philadelphia, right, in, in yeah. Broad and Erie. And I would have, and I'm I'm walking around Broad and Erie with a bow tie on and suit every day. And I'm mm. out mangling with everybody in the neighborhood with no problem. Mm-hmm. And... I had young young guys would come into the office and be like, yo, Mr. Rich, I need to talk to you. I say, go in my office and sit. I'll be in there. And they'll sit and wait until I'm done, and then I'll go in there and talk to them. So, and I kept seeing that, and I said, that just defined it to me, that these kids, when they see someone that is genuine with them and that's going to show yeah. them love and not BS them, they're going to open up because they're not getting it. They come from single-parent homes like I came from a single-parent home. There's nothing special about me at all. I'm just someone that's genuinely found my purpose, and I want to be able to move in my purpose accordingly. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, my my imaginary mentor says, uh, Les Brown says, the graveyard is the most richest place on earth yeah. because you have people <laughs> who have purpose who never moved in their purpose mm-hmm. and they left the world. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be one of those people. Right. Yes, indeed. I'm sorry. I ran, I ran on. But no I, I, need, but. no need to apologize. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for those words. We need uh, words of life spoken to our youth today, and not just to our youth, but to every generation. Um, so many are like the walking dead. Their souls, their very minds and, and emotions have died because of so much tragedy in society today, so much death. It's like for so many of our youth, from the moment they step outside, they're seeing more death than they're seeing life. And I was sharing with someone on today, I said, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a sad state of affairs that our youth, They know concrete more than they know about the plants that grow up through the cracks of the concrete. They can't, some of them can't distinguish a weed from a flower because concrete is covering up most of the green things. And we co-inhabit earth with the green things. And unfortunately, it sends a message to them um, that life is like concrete. And you have to literally take them, for many of them, you have to take them out of the city, whether it be for a weekend, for a week, for a month, just to kind of detoxify their minds, their souls, their bodies, and their spirits of just that that 
type of imaging that doesn't really give them much hope. You know, and they're seeing a lot of dilapidated buildings and, and they're seeing that um, urban blight all around them. Just a lot of negative images, not enough positive images. So when someone comes around them and gives them that message of hope, words of life, that wakes them up spiritually. That wakes their their consciousness. It, it raises their consciousness level, and it heightens it, their awareness level, and it encourages them and promotes all of the good that's in them. Yes, there's good in the hood. But we see a lot of times the messages that are being promoted, and it's not just the media. Sometimes it's the things we say and do. When we act like the hood has no substance for us or we're better than, and I'm not trying to put anyone down. If, if Look, if your goal is to move out of the hood and never look back and you want to live in, Beverly Hills or um, you want to, you know, you want to live in a castle. Hey, look, by all means, dream big. I'm definitely not discouraging that. But what I'm saying is we need to shine and be that bright spot in our community. And if we live in a hood, we need to take pride in what's good in the hood. And maybe that 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 good thing, maybe if you're not seeing it, maybe it's because you need to create it. You know? See, I Look, think, yeah. I, I think I think I think the I think the thing that, that that's been missing is what we what we fail to realize is we speak life into anything that we have or choose to have in our life. We speak death into anything that we choose to speak death into. When I speak to young people, I use this example. And every time I use this example, they say, they look at me crazy. But I say, listen, our words are so powerful that we don't understand that when we put these words out there, the universe doesn't decipher what we mean by it. It just delivers what we put out there and what we ask for. And I said, so, so most, when you think about it, let's lose, use hip-hop as an example. I said, mm-hmm. what, was the name of, what was the name of Biggie Smalls' first album? And some of them be like, ah, you know, I said, well, let me let you know. The name of his first album was Ready to Die. What was the name of his second album? His second album was named Life After Death, mm-hmm. right? And he didn't even get to see the album. Mm-hmm. So even in, his, even in his mind, in his perspective, he was, you know, he felt like his circumstances was where he was at, but that's not how... It's the right, right, right. So we have to be conscious of the words we speak. That's even in the Bible. The Bible says our tongue speaks power, right? You know, I'm no, mm-hmm. I'm no, I'm no, no Bible scripture quoting type of guy, you know. But I know it a little bit because I was born and raised in, in church, so I know little. I know what I remember, and you know, my grandma used to say it all the time: "Be conscious of the words you speak, baby." Mm-hmm. You know, and so I'm mm-hmm. very conscious of the words I speak. You know, I think that. It's a, you know we lost in the hood because we, we so many people have just given up on the hood. You know you you made the comment about you know if you want to leave, but mm-hmm. here's here's the here's the economic impact of us leaving the hood, twofold. One, we left 
you have a lot of successful black people out here, but they're not economically um, savvy. So they don't understand that, yeah, you may have made it, but now you might want to go back into the hood and see if you could buy up a couple of these houses mm-hmm. and then rent those houses out. And, and so now you own something in the hood. So if you look at North Philadelphia right now, gentrification in West Philly mm-hmm. and Southwest Philly at its highest peak. Now, Grandmom had her house for umpteen years with no mortgage, but now she's being forced out because she right. can't afford That's the right. property tax. That's right. That's right. So That's- we have to see of our impact of how we move as a people, not mm-hmm. as an individual. I heard that. And you can repeat that statement. We have to unite. We have to become that united front. We have to be a community again. I think we become so segregated amongst our own people. Some of us don't even know our neighbors. We may know one neighbor on our street, but some of us don't even know our next door neighbor. We don't take out that time and really get acquainted with those who live right aside or beside us, right across the street from us. Um, and, and it's sad that it has to take a tragedy for everybody in the community to come together, and now we're having a vigil. It took a well, child to die for us well, all if, to unite if, and come together and, and raise up hope and say we've got to improve things in our community. You know, it, it's a sad song, and, and it, it's like to the degree now, okay, when are we going to stop rehearsing these bad habits? We know bad habits die hard, but it's never too late to change. It's never too too late to change. If you still have that breath of life inside of you, that's hope. A change can still come. And I think sometimes we give up on each other. We give up too easily. And we got to fight. You got to fight. And you can't quit. If you expect to see a positive outcome, you've got to determine within yourself, I'm not going to quit because this fight is worth winning. Because it's not just about me. It's about the next generation. It's about three generations. It's about three generations. If we live our life like it's three generations that are going to be impacted by every choice I make, I think a lot of us would do things differently from our financial planning to every aspect of planning for our lives. I think the financial piece is a different perspective because you can't move differently financially if you don't understand how to move differently financially. It's a, it's a totally different beast of its, of, its, of its own in itself. You have to be able to know and understand where you are emotionally when it comes to your financial choices. A lot of us, we, 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 we're driven unconsciously with our money. It's funny you even brought that point mm-hmm. up because one of the things I'm talking about on my YouTube channel, I said, you know, you, I want 2016 to be – the, the, the year of put your debit card up. And then people are like, what you mean? I'm like, mm. you don't understand that banks make millions and millions of dollars off of people with those cards. Because here's mm-hmm. what's happening. You don't, most people nowadays in this newer generation don't even know 
what a checkbook is or a ledger looks like. Mm-hmm. So if I take that from you and I give you this card and put the Visa logo on it and tell you you can go make swipes and purchases, your mind has totally been de- deprogrammed and that now it's programmed to think something different. And a lot of people actually think that's almost like a credit card. Now, working in the bank, to say, no, ma'am, it's not a credit card. There's no credit line assessed to that. Only thing credit is in there is the cash you got in your account. But what they'll do is they'll let you overdraw your account. Why? Mm-hmm. Because now that's, that's income for the bank off of our backs, and we don't think about it like that. But if you put the card away and you when you get paid and you put enough money in your pocket to make it the next paycheck, you will start to maneuver different because when you're touching your money, it's in your hand, it's in your pocket, you regain a relationship with it. So now if something costs $40 and all you have is $40 left in your pocket, you're less likely to purchase that. You're like, whoa, I got to get the next pay payday. No, I, I'm not going to touch this. So you make better financial choices. But if you have that card, you're disassociated with your finances. So what you're going to do, you're just going to swipe. And now you're like, oh, they're going to let me overdraw anyway. So now when I get paid, now I bought something for $40, plus they're going to hit me with the $35 fee. And then some banks, like citizens, charge a daily fee. So now when you get paid the following week, you you overspent by $40, and now you're paying $80-plus back. That don't Hmm. make sense. That's not. Good. Yeah. Money said yeah, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Yes. And I like that one of the things I read concerning you is that you do free lectures on financial literacy. And I think that that's what's lacking in our community. I can't speak about any other community because I don't know, but I know my community. And I'm referring to people of color now, <laughs> for for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not enough people uh, that are educating our youth about good money sense, having it, money management, investment. What does a good investment look like? What does it even sound like? Are we even taking trips to the bank anymore? I was um, asking someone about that because I remember from a little girl, and this was elementary school, one of the field trips was going to the bank and meeting. Oh, they don't do that no more. Yeah, they don't do I mean, you know, it's like that financial literacy. Um, it, 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 our youth today, they're not getting it, and I really believe that has a lot to do with it. You know, it's so easy for us or the older um, age or more mature to say, "Mm, you really need to change your spending habits. But are we taking out the time and and educating them about what it means to save and the importance thereof and the whole um, banking system and, and, and what it all entails? and how many different accounts there are that are available to you. There's not just a savings. You can have a savings, a checking, a money market, a CD account, all these. You know, we're not giving them enough financial literacy enrichment, and I think that also needs to be 
considered as reason as to why we're seeing them behaving like they're behaving. I I do believe that old saying, when we know better, we do better. Now, when you say when you say they, who are you, who are you referencing when you say they? Um, the youth or or our youth alike? today. Well, well, here, here's here's the thing I can tell you. Mm-hmm. One, poverty poverty is big business, right? And that's what we sell a lack. Poverty is big business. I'm gonna say that one more time. Poverty is big business, and if I can keep you financially illiterate, you're never going to be able to move accordingly, and I can then make money off of you, right? So <laughs> it's, not, it's not just the youth, because me being in the bank, you see, the youth don't know because their parents didn't know, right? And, 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 and one thing we don't talk about in our community is finances and life insurance. The two things we will not discuss. You bring up life insurance, it's like, oh my God, I ain't dying. I'm so it's like you gotta, you, we gotta get back to, you know, the basics. So I always say when people talk about finance, they they usually talking about investments, five twenty nine plans, and this that that and the other, and annuities, and and I'm like, you can't talk that stuff when you haven't understood the basics. You don't come out the room working, right? <clears throat> that we're not 
doing as much as, you know, it was being done in the 70s. Every house had encyclopedias um, and in-home library. Um, There were just certain texts and journals read, uh, Reader's Digest medical journals. Certain things were accessible, you know, easily um, accessible. It was made that way by the parents in the home. But today I think... You know, I mean, I understand ebooks. Look, by all means, let's stop killing trees, okay? So we have ebooks today. So your child, you need, you know, if you have a Kindle or, you know, you have the the iPad and so forth, they can read the books that way electronically. What matters is that they're reading. But unfortunately, we still aren't seeing them reading as much as children were encouraged to read decades ago. And I think that that sets, that sets them to a disadvantage, too, because there's so much they can gain from reading. And we just have to promote literacy, I think, more and, and, and just do what we need to do to make it more attractive, to, to make it more inviting to our youth. And and there's so many ways we can do do just that. And if we're not setting the standard by modeling before them ourselves, you know, just telling your child the right thing to do but you not mirroring it before them, it's not going to make that same impact. I read a quote one time. It said, "It said financially savvy people have a have a, a, a an advanced library. Unsavvy people have large screen TVs." Mm. And I think what happens now is we're so programmed. First of all, I'm against ebooks. I hate that. I don't want to knock it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. just being I'm, I'm old school. I need to lick my finger and turn Me the page. Something about that speaks life to me. And, mm-hmm. two, I want to be able to go back and pick that same book up when I want to and reference it at any time whenever yes, I Yes, indeed. Nothing like that. Right I'm now, a part I'm of that culture. <laughs> I understand. I'm currently, I'm currently reading a book right now called The Secret of a Millionaire's Mind by T. Harvey mm-hmm. Ecker. And he talks about your mental blueprint. If you don't have this book, it's a must-have. Go pick it up. Great read. It will mm-hmm. change how you think about your financial status. And what he talks about is how our mental blueprint is is our subconscious. And what happens mm-hmm. is we are programmed by our parents and or the people who raised us. So if they were one way, even though we're trying to move a certain way, subconsciously we're already pre-programmed, so we're still going to do what they did. Because that's what we know is it's, it's innate in our DNA right now, and you have to reprogram yourself and rewrite your blueprint. And so, it's it's a great read, it's the Secret of a Millionaire's Mind. I, you know, you yeah, have to, you have to. Be, I'm to be sharing mind. that as you speak right now in the chat room. So, those of you that have joined the Exceptional Scribble Show tonight, if you're in the chat room, I have listed the suggested reading by Mr. PDQ. It's entitled The Secret of the Millionaire Mind by T. 
T. Harvey Ecker, I believe. Ecker. Ecker. Yeah. Ecker. Yeah. Yep. Well, Excellent. It's a, it's, a, it's a great read. And unfortunately, we have a we have a librarian who is our co-host for this show. She goes by the name of Queen Zipporah Thelman. That's her artist pen name. She is also a urban fantasy writer. She's not able to be with us tonight due to um, she's fighting uh, a cold. But um, she often gives us assignments, and she recommends specific books to us on this panel, Uh, books that, of course, would further enhance our understanding and broaden our mind and even, you know, embedder or improve our mindset about just various various um, issues. And um, one thing that I know about her, for any statement that she makes, she always references what literature there is that touches on or, or discusses about the specific topic or subject that we're talking about. And I think that's very good. When you want to create an environment that is rich in terms of literacy, it's very good for us to do that. Um, Even like you did earlier, you began to quote a scripture and then you referenced and said this is a biblical scripture. I think that all of that is necessary. I remember I grew up, and I'm a 70s baby. I was born in the 70s, in the early 70s. So I grew up during the time when that was done and it was just commonplace. But nowadays, it's a different type of conversation about literature, literacy, and um, just how we resource matters. It's just a whole different kind of uh, way of communication today, and I kind of miss that. I kind of miss that. And it's good when you know you have people that will go back to that and bring that back to the present time, you know, because we don't want to lose that either within the community. It really helps as for retainment and a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Everything, everything old isn't bad. Yes. And what's that old Absolutely. thing? Everything old becomes new again. It's like you know, some things are are, are recycled goods. Yep. <laughs> yep. True, so true. And to prove that, I was reading. There was um, an article I was reading, and it was about this artifact that was discovered. Archaeologists were in Egypt, and they uh, were on you know excavation art archaeological dig, um, and someone discovered what looked like a modern-day computer. And, of course, it wasn't something that was made in our time. We're talking about before a lot of, you know, eras, ancient times we're talking about. So I said, wow, then then it really is true. Much of what we're seeing, it's been... Okay, some things added to it, but it's not really that new. It's recycled goods. 
Right. Something to think right. about. Yes, ma'am. Well, um, we're going to go to our callers. We have a whole uh, we have a whole lineup. We have a whole uh, list of callers here in the call queue. I want to start with. It looks like Southeast Pennsylvania. Welcome, caller from Southeast Pennsylvania. Okay, I see Southeast Pennsylvania, Delaware, your mic is unmuted. I see a Nashan. Welcome, Nashan. Hello, welcome, Nashan. I see you in our caller queue. Welcome. Am I saying the name wrong? Welcome, Nashan, N-A-H-S-H-O-N. Nashawn, going once, going twice. Are you there? Okay, we're going to go to Southeast Texas. Welcome, caller from Texas. Good evening, Queen. Good evening. This is Poet of Praise. Oh, good evening. Welcome, Poetess. Welcome. It's been a minute, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I talked to you online, but I wasn't able to get on the phone line the last show round. Oh, Okay. Well, I want to thank you for calling in. I want to thank you for having this panel on tonight. Oh, my goodness, brother, you are hitting on some topics that need to be sorely discussed within our communities, the finances, the young people. I'm a a youth minister and an activist within my community, among other things. Mm. And good googly, I wish you were nearby. I'm going to have to talk to you behind the scenes about your movement Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so imperative, each one teach one. And like you said, Sister Fran, that it's too many times that we are quick to make change for ourselves, but we forget to reach back. So I've been sharing yeah. the show as severally as I can in the short amount of time I've been home, and I really hope that people take heed. Mm, my, my, my. Thank you. Thank you for those words. Um, Mr. PDQ? Yes, Welcome back to the mic. Um, Poetess of Praise, uh, Sister One, is now on the call. She's joining us all the way from southeast Texas. Yes. And she just wanted to direct, there were some words that she had spoken already pertaining to your delivery tonight. And I just wanted you to respond if you have anything that you would like to say in response to her statements. Feel free to do so now. First off, uh, thank you for listening, and uh, I appreciate the words. Anytime I hear someone, uh, you know, compliment me, it it, it might be, you might think I'm crazy, but I get uncomfortable. (laughs) I don't know. I'm like, "Ah." (laughs) No, we're birds of a feather. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I I appreciate the kind words, but you know if you want to you want to talk, I, I actually had a young lady reach out to me about coming all the way out to uh, um, uh, Sacramento. Um, oh speak yeah. To young men. Yeah, I'm like I'll come anywhere. We we won't work it out. We it, it can work. I'll come. It's about it's about the movement. It's about you know right. you know teach one each one. And, and if I can 
if I could do something to impact and, and change a life, you know, it, to me that's that's well worth it. So, you know, you can definitely contact me, email me, call me. I'll make sure we get that information to you as well. Wonderful. And even the, even before you're not able to touch down in southeast Texas, then I would love for you to, you know, um, grace us with your presence on our phone conferences and on our broadcasts as well and in the near future. So I will do so. I see your info and I've put it on my wall and have already gone and liked your page. So I'm on it. <laughs> oh, I am. I am too dark to blush, sis. You can't be making these blush. I'm too dark to blush. <laughs> blush on. Enjoy your moment. Shine, brother. Shine. Because uh, you deserve it. What you're doing needs to be applauded, not just simply for shallow pats on the back, but because you are doing a great thing. And my heart uh, is really heavy and, and really uh, motivated towards our young men, our young women, we've got a lot of programs out there, but our young men are really mm-hmm. falling through the cracks. So I really, 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 my hat's off to you, and uh, thank you, and continue to spread this word. It's needed sorely. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you, thank you. Now I'm going to ask uh, poetess, yes, might ma'am. you have a poem that you would like to share tonight? I will share a piece just for you, my queen sister. I will indeed. <laughs> Thank uh, you. It's not necessarily in regards to our young men because um, I just was gearing this towards the young women in our next generation, mm-hmm. uh, if you will, and in our older generation. We, we seem to be um, lacking. There's There's too much of a gap. Everybody's trying to stay forever young. Okay. You know, I'm like, okay, Grandma, we need you to, uh, as they say, retch around and bring it on back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Retch retch around, okay? Yes, I had to to put it in that (laughs) tent. Well, I say I'm going to share that piece with you. I promise I have it. Okay, when did uh, Facebook decide to switch up our format? Oh, they're doing that again. Interesting. Yes, ma'am. Hmm. Stay out of Hello? my stuff. Hello. Hi. Hello? Um, there's a caller on the line. Um, caller, we do go by the one mic rule, meaning that you have to wait your turn and once you are invited to speak, you may speak. So at the present time, we do have someone ahead of you. And as soon as she's done, I will invite the next speaker to the mic, okay? Thank you. This piece is called Role Model. Since when did our grandmothers start wearing Daisy Dukes? Acting like viddy hoes in senseless competition, truthfully with their very own souls. Rolling blunts better than Snoop Dogg in Amsterdam. Speaking with mouths full of vulgarity, rolling eyes at longing grandbabies at their knee. And when did she replace the soft sponge rollers with endless rolls of circus at Crayola-colored weave? Or seriously, is it just me? 
What time did she stop rolling up her pretty sleeves to roll out the fluffy dough we were all eager to help bake and eat? Pardon me, please inform me of another strange mystery, because last time I checked with wisdomness, it's a sheer blessing to turn 73. So what book within the pages did she look that misinformed her to act 23? Mm. Did she up and turn out, flip over and burn out? All because of the garbage she allowed her soul to drink in, playing endlessly on her now HD color TV. Maybe her children know. Never mind. They're the Mm. ones getting her cheaply liquored up from the endless choices right around her corner at the friendly neighborhood liquor store. So no walking cane, only sipping slurricane. Whole world's tripping throwback, man. This ain't Walmart, but it's time to roll back once again. We need the village back on every block. Grandma's cane no longer trumps the Glock. Can you feel this? Our plight is much too deep to keep closed-minded on our very own war-torn streets. This ain't Afghanistan nor Uganda, but you better believe we're still third-world-minded. So now, Grandma, what are we going to do? Don't roll your eyes now, hunting. This affects you, too. If you're not leading in several years, who's rolling with you? Mm. No knowledge passed on to next generation, so when you need assistance, they'll simply tear down, bring much resistance, and leave you impaired. How? They'll be busy rolling eyes and blunts instead of breaking middle bread. Wow. Roll up a chair now. See you almost there, child. You really really care? Stop looking. Listen. Here now. The village needs you. The next generation, we see you. And everything you taught us, now we too teach the younger generations to do Mm. like we do. The scary part about this is that what you know will only die without you because when you go, If wisdom doesn't come out you now, we will never, ever grow, mentally nor in spirit. Just a pity, so please leave us much more than a blunt roll, rolling in the dough without purpose. It's like standing in the rain, searching for self-service in steel-toed boots. Eventually, lightning will strike, but the call will never successfully go through. We need your beautiful Fifty Shades of Grey your silver crown to mm. guide us mm. along a righteous journey way. After all, Grandma, we never needed any assistance on how to roll our Daisy Duke cuffs, roll that swisher sweet up, roll our mm. big brown eyes and act overtly tough, roll around like hot stuff. But we always needed you to teach us how to roll our pretty little locks up and roll out the dough of your precious baked bread. In peace, poetess. Mm. That was woo, mastery. That was mastery. The truth and nothing but the truth. So help us, the Almighty, be our God. I tell you, what inspired that piece? <laughs> you know, my aunt. I always ask that. <laughs> Someone well, dropped a heavy piece. You know, a part of it probably was some portion of some reality show commercial mm-hmm. on, et cetera, or me having seen someone online or within my own community. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in a mixed community where, you know, we've got pockets of real hood mixed in beautiful suburbia, so mm-hmm. things are still <laughs> going on, and it's like, it's chaos. I'm, I'm just, I'm baffled, like, 
I can understand my younger people and even a few of my peers. I'm in my late 30s, but it's like some of these older women don't know when to quit. They're nearly 60 years old, and they're competing with their own daughters and granddaughters. They're at the club. Mm -hmm. They're drinking. They're smoking. They're gambling. It's like, what is the problem? Now, I'm no perfectionist. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm a connoisseur. I like a nice glass of fine wine here and there, but it does not drive my life. Right. And I'm definitely not going to dog out my children to go and do so. And so I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired, and, and my inner mm-hmm. old soul just had to let it out. Mm. Well, I have to say I love the way you let it out. Um, uh, the descriptive and colorful language, uh, the analogies, the comparisons, the contrast, comparison, analysis. Um, it You gave that eye-opener to us all uh, for the generation ahead as well as the generation that's up and coming. You spoke to each of us, and you let us know, for those of us that are doing things appropriately, don't stop. Yeah. Keep keep on doing what you're doing. But for those of us who are not doing things, I'm using the word appropriately yeah. instead of saying ratchet and other <laughs> things. <Right. laughs> but for those of us who are just not doing things decent in decency, um, we need to start doing things in decency because we're teaching, we're training that next generation coming up. And uh, what better way to teach than to model it, you know? Because it's what we're not saying. It's what we're doing that's making the real impact. Yes. And I I just love the way you wrote the style, your writing style. You know I'm a fan of yours. And I just love how you let that pen speak. Uh, Sometimes some things are better written. They're, they sometimes what's written can be better taken to heart than if you were to just say what you feel. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes when we let our feelings go, when we just kind of just speak our minds per se or say yes. what's on our heart, sometimes it it may come out too sharp. And we can turn the one on that receiving end, we can turn them off or turn them away where they can't receive it or, or be very receptive because they're offended. Yes. So sometimes we write that letter, and that was like what you were doing. You wrote that letter, and yes. you delivered it. It was well delivered, and we had to read it. You provoked us to read what you wrote. <laughs> Thank you. You're speaking my business because I'm still working on tactfulness because I'm so passionate that people mm-hmm. tend to get offended. It's only because I was walking and wallowing all up in the muck and mire of every avenue and aspect. And it's like, especially my young people, I get so passionate. I'm like, I don't want you to make the mistakes I made. I already paid it for it, so I don't need you mm ride on that bounce check just go ahead on and you know forge a new path or do yeah. the right thing because 
I've been down that other road. It's closed for a reason. Stop hopping over that brick wall. Let mm-hmm. it stay closed. And so for my older people, I really I have to learn more tactfulness because I'm learning that because I was raised up with a lot of village surrounding mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone wasn't. So even the older people that didn't have that village experience, they're not even as receptive. So I'm learning tactfulness. I'm learning more compassion. And it's not that I don't have it. I have so much of it until mm-hmm. it's hard. Yes, you do. Cookie coat. And so I'm learning I have to do things in in uh, universal love rather than just mm-hmm. tough love. Mm-hmm. And have to work with, with delinquent youth. The tough love works with them because, you know, they run all over just that real gentle stuff. So I mm-hmm. have to just—it's a—it's a work in progress. So I'm glad that was well received because, yeah, the, the foolery really bothers my soul, and that also piece was speaking to me because change and being an old soul, I'm not big on conformity. I'm not big mm-hmm. on looking like what's on the runways of Hollywood. I like to do what I like to do. And if I like something, great. If I don't, you'll never see it on me, or I'm not going to go purchase mm-hmm. it because everybody else has it. And I want my young people to stop that. Stop killing right. yourself behind these labels who don't care nothing about mm-hmm. you and mm-hmm. who are not pouring mm-hmm. into our communities. They don't care about us. And for mm-hmm. being a black business owner, folks scrunch up their nose. They don't want to, um, you know, participate. They don't want to really know much about it, or they want a lot of freebies. But you're going to mm. run the Nordstrom's and the mall, and you're just giving your light bill money. And I'm mm. not trying to do that. I'm trying to help elevate you, right. your health and your wealth. So it, it's frustrating for us on so many levels. I want people to open their minds and realize a disease is a disease is a disease, and it's not mm. something you have to always go to the doctor for. we got a lot of mental disease going on that we need to help mm. reverse and heal. So, so Brother you. You got me on fire because I couldn't put the groceries away well enough. Actually, I didn't. I just <laughs> left them, and my child put them away. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> I'm excited. That's impact, Mr. PDQ. Yes. You yes. made for that impact. Foodie, for this foodie to put her groceries, throw them in the kitchen, it must be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't play about my food. <laughs> I'm humble. I'm humble. I am humble. <laughs> Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I tell you, so um, Mr. PDQ, uh, Poetess of Praise is reaching out to you via social media. You'll be uh, receiving a message from her. And we are so happy to announce that, yes, you are open to invitations to speak outside of uh, where you now reside, outside of your own home state as well as your own hometown and um, I'm sure a lot of the, the callers whom are tuned in are, are excited knowing that because I did put your contact information um, in the chat room as well as on our events page and on our uh, fan page for the Exceptional Scribble Show. So people will be reaching out to you uh, to have you know, invite you to come. They and already, already connected on, on social media, so hmm. it's requests. I, I shot the request back. She responded. The technology, you got to love it. <laughs> right. Yes, there. Now. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Well, I tell you, oh, uh, poetess, that yes, that one, yes, it was ma'am. one line in particular, the the line where you touched on, you uh, made mention of Snoop Dogg 
and grandmothers rolling up. Um, and what was that full line? Because I heard that and I said, oh, my goodness. And, and that's something I know you will be able to uh, understand right? exactly what you I meant by that. <laughs> that. Because what I was saying was we don't need their help with teaching us how to roll blunt how better to roll, than Snoop exactly. Dogg in Amsterdam. In Amsterdam. I said, oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> She will con- she will be those young people will be able to understand her there for sure. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Mhm. Blessings to you both. I sure thank you for um pulling me in and for the callers that were missed earlier, we were unmuted and I noticed you have muted me so you may want to try back with them and they may have gotten yes. muted. Thank you. I I most yeah. definitely will. So I'm mm-hmm. unmuting all mics at this time. We have a caller Caller from Connecticut. We have Mr. PDQ on the line. Caller from Connecticut. Welcome. Welcome, caller from Connecticut. Caller from Connecticut. Are you with us? Okay. When you are ready to speak... You can simply just raise your hand. How you do that is as follows. You would press the asterisk or star key and then press number 8 on the phone keypad. Thank you. Okay, Mr. PDQ. Yes, ma'am. Yes, we would like to hear more about the PDQ movement and the one thousand men challenge um so uh, what it is is so i'll tell you what happened what it, what it was was i uh happened to get up one morning and i see i see um uh, a video on youtube where a young man is he is threatening and uh trying to throw a chair at a teacher who happens to be an older black lady. She could have been like my mother mm-hmm. or my grandmother. And he was just like so utterly disrespectful. And they were trying to hold him back. The little girls was pulling on him. And, and I just like, I put it down. I'm like, and one thing I am, I'm very conscious of what I allow in my spirit when I get up in the morning. I usually, once I pray and meditate, mm-hmm. you know, I try to listen to something motivational. I'm conscious of what I let into my spirit. Um, yeah. So I, I get get into the shower, I get out the shower, and I felt like God whispered in my ear, like, he's a thousand, one thousand. So I, I, I actually fought against it the whole day, like, ah. So I wound up creating a video, and I posted the video on on Facebook. The video wound up getting 64,000 hits. Mm. It, got, it got reposted as far south as Birmingham, Alabama, mm-hmm. far west Sacramento, California, Far north is upstate New York, hmm. and I really didn't use the details, you know. Um, but so I came to my mind what I wanted to do was I wanted to assemble a thousand men to go up to Martin Luther King High School and be out there first thing in the morning, us suited and booted, and on January fourth, and greet the young people as they were coming uh, back to school. Um, okay, I have a big. I have a big focus around young boys, um, and, and and that's a big focus for me because I feel like 
you know, they're they're lost, and we have to t- show them how to be men, how to how to walk like kings. So I, you know, with this, I wanted to raise some money so we can have something to give them, like a book bag with some goodies in it, and we greet them and just say, hey, look, listen, you got, you know, have a good year. You are, you know, you're starting a new year off and start it right. Um, you can, you're, you're smart, be encouraging, and maybe, you know, even some mentorships can, can be created from it. So just want to be impactful and also show that with all the negativity that's, that's, that's out here about us as black men, um, mm-hmm. everything from the news to social media is nothing but negativity. And I just feel like we got to change the dynamics and show that, especially here in Philadelphia. Philadelphia is crazy. There's so much crazy stuff going on here. So if we can unite and come together as one and say a thousand black men come together and mm-hmm. we are in, 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 in sync with each other to impact these kids, you know, then we can start another thousand brothers on the other side of Philadelphia and they say, hey, we're going to do it because we like what y'all did. And then we, and, and I say to them, all right, well, listen, you get your thousand, I got my thousand, then we'll show up at your high school, now you've got 2,000 black men mm, at school that's right. reading the kids together. And I think that if we that start unity. to move, right, if we start to move together as one and, and support each other, uplift each other, empower each other, and just create that bond that we need to have, I feel like, so much can happen from it. We could take our communities back. We could stop the violence in our community. You know, I don't want us to be – we have to, as a community, stop being reactive and start being proactive. Mm-hmm. As long as you're reactive, yes. you always respond versus being there to produce so you don't have to respond. So I think that we have to be one accord in how we move as men. And that the problem is you have a lot of people out here that say they're men, but they're they're men, they're, they're boys moving in men bodies. So mm-hmm. I feel like I just want to unite with men so we can teach these men, these boys, how to be men. Um, mm-hmm. And and that's where I'm at. So I, I have that going on, and I'm also creating a gentleman's academy where I'm going to be working with uh, young uh, boys between the ages of uh, 12 and um, 17. And same thing, just teaching them how to be expressive, how to you know, write in a journal, how to uh, change their mindsets to be leaders and think like kings, move like kings, support each other, how to interact, talk, and and, and appreciate a woman for who she is, what she is, and, 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 and how she moves, and how to cater to her and open the door for her, show her she needs to walk on the inside, not on the outside when you're mm. talking, how mm-hmm. to, you know, um, just, just those key things. Um, which fork to pick up when you go out to a restaurant? How you start from the inside out, so you get your salad fork. And just teach them the mm-hmm. skills yeah. um, that aren't being taught. And the I feel like if I change, right, the proper etiquette. See, and so people say, well, Rich, why you call yourself an inspirational speaker versus a motivational speaker? And I say, because if I motivate you, you're just motivated for the moment. But if I inspire you, mm. you're inspired to move on what it is that you that we talked about or that you set in your mind because you're leaving there with inspiration that that, that you have to do what you what you just set your mind to. But if I just motivate you, you just hype for the moment. You're just you're mm-hmm. just excited for the moment when you walk out and that excitement that rushes over, it's like, ah, okay, I'm going back to do what I do. 
So, mm-hmm. I, you know, that's why I'm, so I'm passionate. Yeah, I'm passionate about that. So I, you'll never, ever hear me call myself a motivational speaker or call myself an inspirational speaker because my thing is if I can touch your soul, I can move your mind. If I can move your mind, I can inspire you to do what it is that you were supposed to be doing that you've been BSing on. Mm. So that's how I feel. And that's how I feel about this style of men. If we come together, you know, it's it's going to be so powerful. Like, I feel like us as men, as black men, our presence mm-hmm. in itself without opening our mouth is is powerful. You know, I want to go back to the days when, when, when mom used to say, I'm going to tell your daddy. And you, the kids like, whoa, I'm going to go sit down. Because it's mm-hmm. nothing more powerful than saying, I'm going to tell your daddy. <laughs> so, right, right. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, oh, real. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like we're more powerful as a unit. If we come together and move as a unit, um, we could be impactful. And I don't want the minute. I know people got things to do. I just want mm-hmm. us to get out there like 7 o'clock in the morning. We stay out there till like 8, 830. They let they, you know, let they both know they're doing some community service. Most jobs will let you do community service, mm-hmm. and you can go in late. But we have to be impactful. If we, if we can do this, I think it would just be it just be powerful, mind-blowing, and something for the city, something positive for the city. Yes, indeed. I agree with you. Thank you. I mean, um, this is good medicine right here. This is food for the soul. This is what the community needed. I know it's about that 1,000 men, but I, I think that you're also in inspiring a thousand women by inspiring those one thousand men to join you in this if movement. A thousand, if a thousand women come out there to support a thousand men, it'd be so much easier for me to get a thousand men together because they know a thousand women. <laughs> oh stop <laughs> We know he's not lying, don't we? <laughs> I love it, I love it. So true. <laughs> All right, women. So let's let's do this. Let's do this. let's get these one thousand men to join Mr. PDQ and also the No Note Show, who are supporters of the 2016 PDQ movement, the Real Men Challenge. Uh, we definitely want to get the word out there. The Exceptional Scribble Show will be doing our part to continue to promote this event. And Mr. PDQ, if you can just give out all the details at this time for everyone that's tuned in so they will know what the date for the event is and uh, how we can get people registered. Yes, so so the, date, the date is going to be January 4th. Also noted, um, I wanted, like I said, I wanted to get book bags and with some goodies in it. So what I did was I, I started a GoFundMe. Cause my mindset was this. If I could get a 1,000 brothers to put up $20, a 1,000 mm-hmm. brothers to put up $20, that would be $20,000. We can buy some books with some goodies and some stuff in it to give the kids something fresh to start the new year off. Then I wanted to take the balance of that and donate it to the school in some shape, fashion, or form. Mm. But but I wanted to make sure, you know, you know how we do that. So I wanted to be able to, to um, create something that the, the principal would have to show us that where the funds are going to be allocated at. Uh, for the kids, um, so I created a GoFundMe. It's called A Thousand Black Men, so you can go there and um, if you want to support us that way. Also, if you're interested in being a part of the Thousand um, a Thousand Men, please email me at pdq um, pdq at pdqmanagement.com, or you could call me uh, at two six seven 
or you can go to my my um my Mr. PDQ page on social media. If you type in Mr. PDQ, I'll come right up. You can direct message message me via my uh, my public page um, that way as well. But any one of those means PDQ at PDQ Management. You can uh, call me at two six seven four nine five eight five three seven, or you can go to my Mr. PDQ page public page on Facebook, and you can message me via uh, there as well. But I wanted, what I want to do is have a conference call with everybody that I know that's going to be signed up so we can go over it, get everybody on board, have it to set up a proper time, um, answer any additional questions that anyone may have, and um, move forward. I'm not trying to keep everybody out there. I just want to create a movement and show our kids that all black men aren't out here with our pants hanging off our, off our, off our butts and getting locked up or with, mm-hmm. you know, not being, you know, producers and not taking care of our families, not taking care of our kids. Like there's a lot of powerful black men running through the city. We are, you know, we're powerful, more powerful as a unit. You know what they say, a, a fist is more powerful balled up than it is open, you know? So yeah. I'm trying to, you know, ball us up as men and show that we are a powerful and, and we are kings, and if we move as kings, kings is, you know, it, it, it creates movement, you know. And and, the, and I feel like these kids, especially the boys, they need us. All they get fed mm-hmm. is propaganda, negativity, you know, you know, being getting killed by the cops, they're getting killed by us. Like, we mm-hmm. got to create some change. And until everybody right. decides to step up, you know, we, we you know all we can do is sit by and watch. And what I don't want is don't be the person – that's sitting there on the sideline saying, oh, they're not my kids, so I don't care. But then when mm-hmm. something happens to your kid, now you want everybody to rally. No. Let's be proactive mm-hmm. so it don't hit you and knock on your doorstep, and yeah. we are moving together already ahead of time and not being pro, being reactive. We're being proactive. That's all I want to do. Mm-hmm. And if we can do this at King and we can mess around and do this right. you know, once That's a it. month at different Gotta schools, start somewhere. I would I would love it to be that way, but once mm. again, like I said, you can reach me at PDQ at PDQmanagement.com, or you can call me at two six seven four nine five eight five three seven, or you can go to my Mr. PDQ page on Facebook and um, send me a direct message or email via that page as well. I'm very I'm very easy to locate, and I look forward to uh, anyone that's um, willing to step up. But I'm I'm even more appreciative. Um, that uh, you guys are having me on the show, taking the opportunity to even give me this type of exposure. I'm humbled. Um, I'm no, appreciative. And anything I can do to continue to support you guys, I will, um, mm-hmm. as well as the No Note show. Um, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm humbled. You know, Steve get mad at me because I'm like, don't think me. I'm thinking you guys, and he gets mad at me. No, <laughs> so we go back and forth about that, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm appreciative, and I, I know how to show it's gratitude, and my, my gratitude is just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm, you're welcome. We feel the love. Well, we definitely want to, in turn, let you know we're going to support promoting the 2016 PDQ movement, the Real Men Challenge. We want to thank you even for making us aware, you know, taking out, the time to make the public aware of this effort. And we know that as a team, you will reach your goal. And not just will you reach it, but the community at large will reach it. So we want to commend you on aiming high and staying uh, the course. We have uh, so many people that they want to do something 
to promote change, but they become discouraged along the way because they don't see the results fast enough. So we want you to just stay focused on that goal. Keep that as your your view, seeing it finished so that no matter what challenges may arise, you know that it's all about the outcome. The challenges are going to come, but the outcome, that's what you want to focus on and stay yes, motivated. Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I'm yes, appreciative. Well, we have some more callers. I just want to make sure every caller has the opportunity of speaking with you at this time and especially before you have to leave. How much time left do we have to have you on the line as well? Oh no, I'm here. Like I'm, you got me. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here. So whatever you oh, need okay. for me, I'm here. Oh, outstanding. Well, hold one moment. We have a caller from. It looks like Southeast Pennsylvania. I just muted your mic, and I've now unmuted your mic. Caller from Southeast Pennsylvania, welcome. Caller from Southeast Pennsylvania, would you like to speak with our special guest in the spotlight tonight? Okay, we're going to go to Connecticut. Welcome, caller from Connecticut. Welcome. Caller from Connecticut, you're on the call. You may now speak. The mic is extended to you. Okay, I guess they're not ready to speak. We have Nishan. Am I saying your name correctly? Welcome, Nishan. Peace and blessings, peace and blessings. I've been listening. My call dropped a a little while ago, but I'm back in. Um, I'm appreciating that this Brother PBQ, uh, Brother Sutton is here um, inspiring us with um, words of wisdom on on acquiring um, uh, better financial uh, literacy as well as um, um, being... more motivated within uh, relationships as well. Um, yeah. You know, when when, um, when you think about it, the the two go hand in hand because when you're when you're um, more knowledgeable about your um, being financially aware, your relationship with your mate um, goes smoother. Because ninety percent of of, of, um, of marriages, the, the reason why they they claim they fail is because they're always arguing about money. Mhm. Yeah. That's been proven. Studies <laughs> show that. That's true. So I, I'm just appreciative. I mean, right now I'm 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 one in 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 need of listening to you on a on a regular basis and hoping that you have a forum where you mm-hmm. can um. Uh, regularly um, share your words of wisdom and share your words of inspiration to to motivate me to get in a, into a better place in my life because I come from being in a um, in a 
upper middle class household and leaving the household and starting to earn wages on my own, mm-hmm. but um, not not doing it in the same way that my brothers and sisters have done it, and then end up um, getting sidetracked after being diagnosed as bipolar and losing out on numerous opportunities to work because my illness prevented me from working. Mm. And and I'm in a mindset right now that I want to I want to do things for the community, but yet and still I want to um, acquire um, financial freedom from regular institutions that that are um, mainstays that that provide income. I want to be able to um, uh, get self-supportive without having to look to somebody else saying that I'm the one. I'm getting support from you because you're my boss, because you're my slave master, mm-hmm. and slave master um, will always look out for me. No, I want to be my own boss. Um, right now. I'm um I'm I'm going through um transition. Um okay. I'm I'm getting my education. Uh, uh right now I'm looking for the next school I'm gonna go to to get my bachelor's but just um acquired my um associate's degree with honors from a community college. Congratulations. And, thank you. <clears throat> and um I'm 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 working for a nonprofit organization, but yet and still, um, the nonprofit organization I'm working for, they there are so many things that are going on in the community that I'm noticing, like this 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 nonprofit organization owns um, some houses in the, in the community, and they used to have programs running in these houses, but now these houses are empty. And it's homeless in our community, and there should no, be no reason for that. If they, if they, if they, all these houses that they have are empty, they, that they shouldn't have programs running. I mean, to 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 house people who are coming back from being incarcerated, because once they come, once you get out of jail, unless you're living with your mom or or, or your wife, mm-hmm. you're homeless. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I want to do things to to help the youth. Um, I was doing some mentoring um, with this nonprofit organization, but sometimes I feel it's ineffective because we're not re- reaching the root causes of, of what what they're dealing with every day, being in in impoverished um, neighborhoods. And going to schools that are are not the top notch schools that they could get their public education in because they're going to these schools. Mm-hmm. When I was when I was young, um, my parents my parents knew that the better public te- public school with a with a 
best education in the public school system were, uh, I live in New York, and they go by um, a district. Okay, yes. And the, the, the highest reading and math average district was in an area called District 26. I didn't live in that district. Mm-hmm. Um, so what my mother and, parent, and my father um, did was they used my grandmother's address um, to get me into uh, a, a, a bus area that will go to that district. Not everybody has that opportunity mm-hmm. to get a better education in those in those better districts, so but there mm-hmm. should be something done within our own communities that increases the literacy and math scores within our own communities so that we're pushing out um, uh, kids worthy of, um, ready to go to, to junior high school, ready to go to high school, ready to go to college with the proper education that they've gotten from, from grade school. Right. Learn the proper um, uh, things that, that we need to, to learn to get ourselves prepared for the real world. I mean, one of the things that, that I, I, you, you touched on um, talking about, um, you talked about debit cards, you talked about um, checking accounts, you talked about CDs, and why are we not still teaching these things? To, I mean, when I was young, mm-hmm. in, 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 in schools that I went to, they, they required you to take an accounting class in junior high school. Right, that's it. The curriculum, yes, required requirements have changed, apparently. The curriculum has changed. The curriculum that I'm hearing responses from parents about, which their children are um, privy to today, is what they call a dumbing down curriculum. So it's not really promoting critical thinking or higher level thinking Mm. with this ad. And it's becoming too widespread. Like you spoke on districts. Um, We're experiencing now, unfortunately, in the city of Philadelphia, um, there's a number of schools that will be closing. Uh, The school district of Philadelphia has declared itself bankrupt, and also uh, I think 30-something schools literally were were, um, discontinued and closed um, within the past three years. So, I mean, as for public education, I can't, you know, you can't put them all in one basket because you have public, you have private, you have cyber. Um, But as for public education within the city of Philadelphia, from what I've uh, come to learn, it is in dire need of, repair and it's the infrastructure itself that needs repair. And I I can't take the onus away from guardians and parents because I think we're the first teachers. 
I think if we take our responsibility as such, being the first teachers, a little more seriously, then maybe we can impact our children so that they will have the motivation to want to aspire to higher learning and to excel in spite of what they may not be privileged to acquire in their neighborhood schools. Because if they're not going to get it in their neighborhood schools, they have to acquire it from somewhere. And if we're not creating an environment within our homes that is literacy enriched, then we're not helping them. And they need us. They need our help. That's the truth. So I just wanted to say to all the parents and guardians out there, you are important. You're more important than you probably realize. And although the schools may be failing, you're, you don't have to fail our children. You can acquire resources and tools. Some parents right now are um, deci- have chosen to homeschool their children because they were very dissatisfied with the quality of education that's provided by their schools within their district and the curriculum included. So we have options today. You know, we there are options available, parents and guardians. I would say give your child what you would want given to you. If you consider it as not what your child can can truly glean from and grow intellectually or develop into that well-rounded, educated adult, young adult, tween, teen that you would want for them to be, if it's not meeting your requirements or your expectations, then consider what other options there are. Never settle for less because you feel there's just not much out there anyway. So I'll just let them deal with this now and then. If they want to aspire to higher education, if they choose to attend a college, then we'll be concerned about that then. No. Be concerned about it when they're in preschool. Be concerned about them having a rich learning environment, one that's going to accommodate their growth and development academically as well as their social skills. And just keep in mind, if it's not what you would want, don't give it to your child or don't subject your child to it. If it doesn't really meet with your expectations, don't settle for less because you say, well, it's just across the street and around the corner. Think about what Nishan shared tonight. His mother wanted him to have a better quality education experience, 
so, she did what she had to do. His grandmother's address was used so that he could attend a better school. I'm not trying to promote dishonesty. I'm not trying to promote deceit by that, but I'm just saying sometimes you have to bend the rules per se because your child's welfare and overall your child's life and how how enriched their life can be does matter. And if you put what their needs are before your own needs, you'll be willing to make whatever allowances you have to make necessary so that they can acquire the better education experiences because there are better options out there. I think sometimes we just... Sometimes we settle for convenience. And when you settle for convenience, you can settle for less and have regrets in the end. So let us not settle for what's convenient for us. Let us settle for what's in our child's future's best interest. And we can make those better choices for our children because they're worth it. They're worth it. Now, Sean, would you happen to have a poem that you'd like to share? Hello? Nishan, are you still there? Nishan? Okay. Somehow it's my I'm still here. I'm sorry. I had myself muted. Oh, okay. Um, do, would you happen to have a poem that you would like to share on the show uh, tonight? Yeah, I'll share something. Wonderful. Let me just get to it. Hold on a moment. Mm-hmm. This is a, a recent piece that I wrote. Uh, I wrote it a, a couple of weeks ago. It's called The Uncensored Tongue. Repeat that title for us, please. The Uncensored Tongue. Thank you. The Uncensored Tongue waging war, waging war till it's done. Pressing enemy to the war is one. Feelings well up in heat and the, at the sounds of the tongue, unleashing devastation, wrath, and expiration. No one wants to be wrong till the fight wages on and on and on through the nation. Hateful words, hateful thoughts, hateful intentions, hateful actions, time infractions. You're hating yourself when you're hating another. If you're hating another, you're hating your brother. Because we are all kin. Your family is all the world. Take that in. Let me repeat that again. Your family is all the world. Christ came down to save the family of mankind, the blessed and the cursed, the righteous and unrepentant, in an attempt to bring mankind to the light of paradise. This is the true prize in sight. 
with ISIS and cops now taking life, making hateful threats against other men just because they were born American, they were born, they were born black. We are all still kin, Arabian, African, to all the peoples of all the world. Yet the lie in your heart and mind is that there are these divisions of our kind, that there is a more superior people. There is no truth in that. We are all equally superior to only the beasts of the field. But there is no man higher than another in a case of superiority. We are not judged based upon comparison of one to the other. We are judged on our own actions of how we treat one another. So when you unbridle your tongue to spew forth hateful tendencies, words come to life. It is normal. The principle that what you put forth from the mouth and tongue will come to fruition. It brings it to life, hmm. birthing actions of hate. But it's not too late to repent and change your ways. Spread love from now and on for the rest of your years and days. Stop these ceaseless, endless, needless wars. Treat one another like family once more. Stop the senseless cursing that you've been doing. The uncensored tongue is like a sword or a gun, a fiery tool, a weapon used and probably causes machinations of situations. So think love first before you speak. Be humble, honorable, meek. For the truth of our existence, seek seek knowledge of peace. Grow to understand we are man. Together, we can do anything. Mm. Empowerment. I love that. Awesome. And can you give a little background about when you wrote that piece? What Actually, I wrote... In a, in a matter of um, four days, I wrote nine pieces back-to-back, and this was one of those pieces. Okay. Hmm. And you said in a matter of four days, correct? Yeah. And this is a current piece as for this, the time. This is, this, this, is, this, is, this is less than two months old. Hmm. Okay. Was there any specific event that inspired you to write that piece? Person, place, or thing. Uh, I I I I constantly uh, I'm I'm a reader, and you know sometimes I'll I, I hate I hate the newspaper because it, it it's mm. not giving full stories. It's giving partial stories. It's not going in depth. The best newspaper that that I've ever read was the New York Times. Okay. And the Wall Street Journal. Those are the best two papers I've ever read. But the 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 other newspapers like that that I hear in New York, like the Newsday, the 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 uh, Daily News, the Post, they, mm-hmm. they they don't give the full story that that we're trying to get. And so you know, I I, I try and get information from various different sources, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, hate I, is, I, I'm just going to um, interject here because you used the word hate. I, I try not to use hate um, 
a lot. I try to save or reserve um, for when I'll use it because of the strong emotion that hatred exhibits. Okay, so and, I try, and, and, so I'm going to ask is there another word I, you can use I totally for these things? Okay, let's put okay. it that way. Okay. I totally dislike um especially because um newspapers right now that they they're, they're trying about that they're big business. They they're, they're trying to sell news that will attract attention to buy the paper to sell more advertisement and it they slant it toward political agendas. Mm-hmm. They 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 slant it toward agendas. And thanks of for giving examples. Mm-hmm. And you're not getting the full story. And you'll have a, a slanted view of, of things. Like case in point, um, years ago, um, there were five young. Um, Men in Central, that, that, that young black men that were in Central Park, that were accused of, of raping a woman, and they were totally innocent of it. But the the tab, the tabloid newspapers are slanting slanting um, stories in in such a way, um, make make people think that they're they're guilty. And and I mean and and one of the one of the forerunners who's uh, running for president was a, a big outspeaker against these five individuals. Mm-hmm. And things like that that make me totally dislike. <laughs> okay. These these um these outlets because they're not giving. Um, full picture. They're, mm-hmm. they're giving half truths, and um, sometimes they're they're um, they're promoting lies, and I don't yeah. like like to read lies. Yes. Mhm. Well stated. Well stated. Thank you as well for giving examples of what you strongly dislike about most of the community or local or just newspapers in general. Um, And just for the record, for anyone tuned in, he's referring to propaganda. Propaganda is a form of communication often biased or misleading in nature, aimed at influencing and altering the attitude of a population towards some cause, position, or political agenda in an effort to form a consensus to a standard set of belief patterns. So that's what he was just referring to. Thank you, Nishan, as well. And that poem, um, I, I truly appreciate the message and the sound which it was delivered in. Um, I could tell it came from your soul. It was a heartfelt message. And I do hope that anyone that heard that message, that it did inspire them as for change. I think that that was the cry 
heard from that message. You know, it's a time to change. A lot of us resist change. We're very resistant uh, by nature to change because we tend to choose to be comfortable at any expense. And we don't want people to encourage us to leave our comfort zone. But in life, what we have to learn to accept is this. Sometimes you have to leave your comfort zone to fulfill your destiny. And if you have a mission in mind, your mission may require you to leave everything that you're familiar with behind. Case in point, you may have to leave your native country, your hometown, your family as for living close-knit with them. You may have to move on the other coast. There on the East Coast, you, you may have to reside in the West Coast to fulfill a mission or to fulfill your destiny in life. So it requires discipline. Sometimes we have to do what we dare not do. Even for sake of our youth, as well as our community, we may have to do some things that we dare not do. And I'm speaking about proactive things now that are lawful things. And, yes, sometimes civil disobedience is a requirement. Will you answer that call? Will I answer that call? These are the things we should be contemplating in our hearts and minds daily. Why am I here? I was born for a purpose. What is that mission? What does it entail? Am I on course of fulfilling it? And if not, what changes? do I need to make so that I can fulfill it? Knowing that that's the mission I was born to fulfill. So these are things we need to keep focused on. Let us not get caught up in the hype the media hype, the press hype, or just the hype of living in the city, or just the hype of the society. Let us not get caught up in hype. Let us get caught up in doing what is just for sake of our youth, our community, and ourselves. 
Because if we can't help ourselves, how dare we think we can help somebody else? It starts within. We have to be that change. We have to be that change. What we want to see in our world, we have to be it. If we can be it, we can see it. It starts within. And we've got to make up our mind, just as Mr. PDQ said, you know, it's a challenge, but I'm up for this challenge. And so now he's getting supporters, like-minded men that will stand up with him and see a city change for the better. And we know communities make up cities, families make up communities, and all it takes is one. That saying is real. It takes a spark to get a fire burning. That's all it takes. Somebody taking initiative and saying, I believe in this. Let's do this. And then it catches on. Next thing you know, you have a whole, you have a, Hundred people strong within a community talking the same talk and walking the same walk. But it takes one somebody. Never say, I can't do it because I'm by myself. You might be the initiator. You may be the one to launch it. You may be the one to suggest it, but there will be supporters. And then there will be backing. There will be those that will say, you know what, I'll fund that. I'll invest in that. And what comes to mind, there's this game show, Shark Shark Tank. There's always somebody that believes, and there's always somebody that will invest. And there's always somebody that doesn't mind doing either or. But there's not always somebody that's daring. And what I like about Shark Tank is if you got it and you're not afraid to market what you got or you're not afraid to articulate how good what you have and, or what you possess really is, you can convince somebody that has what you don't have to invest in your concept, in your product, or in you. So it starts within. If you believe in yourself, by all means, launch out there, and whatever your dream is, be daring. Don't let anyone psych you out of doing it. Don't let anyone convince you not to do it. If you believe that you can and you see yourself doing it, just do it. A lot of times we hold ourselves back. We convince ourselves to fail. And success is within our reach. What separates those 
who are legends from those who are not the legends, not just legends are born, legends are made, and legends don't die. They don't fail is what I'm saying when I say they they don't die. You die inside. Your creativity dies when you give up, when you give up hope, when you lack confidence, when you say, I I can't. You literally crush the seed of creativity and disallow it to bloom within you. So note this, Mr. PDQ had a vision, and he knew within himself that vision could become a reality. So unashamedly, he put forth the effort to initiate it, and now it is reality. January the 4th marks the date of its birth. But had he not said within himself, I know I can and I will, that vision would have died on the inside of him. So that's for all of us. Tonight, our focus word is motivation, intrinsic motivation is what we all must have within us. Don't let, there was this song I remember as a child hearing in the church. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, won't let Satan blow it out. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Your will to do, your will to excel, it's within. It starts there. And if you determine in your heart, I am not going to fail, you will not fail. If you determine within your Mind, I am not going to fail. You will not fail because you will disallow failure the opportunity to become a reality in your world, in you, and in your lifetime. So the motivation starts within. It's called intrinsic motivation. And when you are motivated, When you have that intrinsic motivation, you're going to do it. And you don't care how long it takes. You don't care what you got to give up, what sacrifices have to be made for it. You're willing, you're willing to do and you're willing to be. And that's that's what motivation is. Your will. What is your will? If your will is to succeed, you're going to succeed. 
So I want to say to those out there, maybe it didn't work the first time you tried it. I know. A lot of times I did things three and four times before it finally fell through. Don't be afraid to fail. Chalk it up as a learning experience. There was a lesson hard learned. Don't quit because you failed at doing something or or failed at an attempt made. Assess the whole manner. Discover, well, what was it that you noticed was a cause of that effect? What are the fact what were the factors that led up to the failure? Sometimes it's just a matter of our focus. We had a focus and then we lost it. Or our focus drifted from one thing to some other things. And anyone if 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 you're in a race, you're a competitor, you're on a track you know you've got to stay focused on where you're headed. The moment you turn away and you're focused, drifts, you're going to drift. You're going to lose your bearing. And once you become distracted, nine out of ten times when we became distracted, when we were on a mission to achieve a goal, when we became distracted, that was when we lost, we failed, we just didn't achieve. And that's how we will lo- we will lose. We're pro life, we're pro education, we're pro literacy. So it is not in us to lose. It is in us to motivate. It is in us to be inspired. And so we have to keep ourselves motivated and inspired. We've got to be mindful of the things that we're saying, as Mr. PDQ brought out. If it's not good, don't speak it. If it's not going to make you wiser, richer, stronger, don't claim it. Don't embody negative energy. Promote what you want. Think it. Read it. Speak it. Dress it. Most people that became successful people in life, they spoke it when they didn't have the money, when they didn't have the education when they didn't have the means, the backings, the financial support or financial security. But they knew this was for them. When you know something is for you, be like a bulldog, tenacious. Don't let it go. Sometimes we lack tenacity in our life. And if we lack tenacity... And we let things go, we let things slip away, we are not going to have them. 
And we're not going to be successful in life if we lead our life in that regard. Success is a chosen path. It's something that you have to work at. You have to select it. You have to decide this is what you will to be. This is what you want. And the moment you make that choice from within, that intrinsic motivation is evident, you're not going to settle for anything else. You're going to do what it takes. You're going to discipline yourself. You're going to strive for it. You're going to strive for it. You're going to want to be around it. You're going to you're going to select successful people to be your friend. You're going to be friend success. At that point, your mind has already been fixed. I will be successful. I am successful, and I'm not going to be anything other. So every then everything about you will be success. People will notice it. You notice everybody they hang with, everyone they associate with, everything they engage in, it's always a success. Yes, you can predetermine your success in life. You can. You have the power within And you have to stay focused and you have to be motivated. If you want it, by all means, go get it. And don't let nothing get in your way. I can remember hearing those words, a lot of older people saying it. And, and you know, when you're young and naive, sometimes you're like, wow. You think on it, but you're like, I'm not there yet. Because I know if this happens, I'll be ready to say, I I, I need a break. I need a minute. I got to stop driving right now because this happened. But it's real. If you determine within yourself, nothing is worth me not reaching that plateau, that epitome called success, then you're not going to fail. You're not. Now, you may not do all of what you plan in life because seldom we do. But for the most part, everything that is attainable, you will attain. And community service for tonight, what we were trying to promote more than anything else is that until you are a community helper, you haven't truly begun to live. You haven't truly begun to love. 
when you are a community builder, you will learn how to live well and to love well because those two things are required then. But if you're just one of those people you like to stand on the sidelines and look and see everybody else working and you don't want to pitch in, you just want to kind of reap other benefits, you don't want to labor but you want to eat the fruit, that's not really living. That's just passing the time. So what I'm going to do now, we we still have some callers in queue. I see we still have the No Note Show with us. And I want to give them a chance to promote what they do because they are truly serving the community in many ways. So I'm going to extend the mic now to the No Note Show. I believe uh, we still have the president of the No Note Show, LLC, and that will be uh, Mr. Steven Rodriguez. I want to extend the mic to him so he can promote uh, the No Note Show at this time, share about the No Note Show, the services they provide, and also any calendar of events. Okay. Uh, well, uh, hello. Thank you uh, for uh, passing the mic. This is, uh, again, uh, Stephen from No Note. And uh, basically, just in a nutshell, uh, what No Note is is a commentary show broadcast over internet. We specialize in marketing, advertising, business promotion. Uh, we do talent exposure, uh, particularly focusing on the inner, uh, inner neighborhoods, you know, where you don't really have an opportunity to hear about um, individuals that are uh, trying to branch out you know, mm-hmm. whatever that may be, whether they have a talent in terms of singing or dancing or those type of things or whether they have actual business and they, they don't have resources to get uh, to implement um, their products and service, uh, we can help you uh, with those type of things. Um, along with that, we, we do our own show, um, and we talk about everyday topics, um, everything um, from politics uh, to religion, uh, to what's trending, um, and our core purpose is to be a positive voice in society today, and, and um, that's what our, our main, uh, our core focus or our miss, what our mission is. So, and we strive uh, to connect with individuals that are about uh, spreading that same message of positivity uh, locally and abroad. Uh, so places that you can find us, of course, we all do social media. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, WordPress, SoundCloud, and now we're on Pinterest, uh, which we just started uh, with Pinterest, so that's fairly new for us. Um, we also have our own dedicated website, uh, Uh where you can go and see uh, what our vision and mission is, um, we also have uh, video content there. Uh, we, we have our social media feeds. We even have a no-note store where you can uh, purchase uh, merchandise from us, uh, such as uh, T-shirts and keychains. Um, we also uh, we're connected with a, a very uh, popular author, uh, Barbara Ubarba. Um She writes children's books. We sell her book. 
uh, and other things, uh, uh, handcrafted items, crocheted items. We, we uh, uh, also have those available. So we're actually in this, we do a multitude of things um, just uh, for the betterment of the community. Um, and just going back to uh, Mr. PDQ, that's why our connection is, is such a value because um, here's another opportunity to get with someone that's doing great things within the community, um, has that voice, you know, is trying to bring uh, together a movement uh, for a wonderful cause. Uh, absolutely, uh, Nona uh, supports uh, education very strongly, and, you know, our youth need our support. Our children need our support because they're, they are our future. Yeah. So we got, we have to invest in them. And, you know, what a great way to do that is to stand, go out there and stand before them and, you know, encourage mm. them to continue their education, the importance of education, and that they can pursue their dreams. Um, so what, what powerful, that's just a powerful movement uh, to be a part of. And, uh, again, we're certainly uh, very uh honored and privileged, and as PDQ said earlier, you know, we, we play with each other back and forth on that, you know, don't thank me, don't thank me, but, you know, we have to thank him, I mean, because he, he has a vision and a mission and he's uh, ready to go and, you know, take this uh, and pave the way forward, so, and what an excellent uh, event that this is going to be uh, and most beneficial to our children, which is the core focus of this movement. Well stated. Thank you. And uh, are there any events that are forthcoming that you would like to announce at this time, Stephen? Um, well, we we do uh, we have some things uh, that we're working on uh, that uh, I'm not going to announce at this point, but I will say uh, we just finished our uh, season finale uh, for No Notes. Um, and that that came out uh, this morning. And uh, congratulations! We're, we're just completing our, our fourth year in business, so that that's uh, an achievement for us. Um, how how we always are very appreciative of how uh, we develop over the last four years, um, from just starting off as just a sports show or sports talk show to all the things that we do today. So I mean, and that's that's across uh, building relationships. Uh, with many people, um, I, you know, it's just been a wonderful experience. Um, so, you know, with that being able to uh, see the development uh, from from day one to where we are now, and uh, continuing our vision, our mission to be positive and to build on that um, is where we are uh, today. And so, we're very fortunate to be in business for a fourth year and, and looking at a fifth year, but. Uh, we we have some good things coming up. Um, I will mention uh, we we will have uh, we'll have the privilege of having you on the show uh, coming up uh, next year, yeah. uh, early in 2016. So that's going to be fantastic. I'm um, looking forward you, to it. Oh, we are too. I mean, it's and, and <laughs> you know, extending our hat off to you as well. I mean, we have uh, this is now our first time uh, mm-hmm. being on the except. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm tongue tied. Excuse me. Uh, the exceptional scribble show. So yeah. uh, you you have had us on a multitude of times, and so we wanted to extend the same courtesy to you. 
Thank you. And then have you come on and, you know, then you, you, you speak about your talents and achievements and uh, your network. So we, we're definitely looking forward to that. So that's one thing. Uh, uh, that that will be another great episode to watch uh, for all everyone that's listening. And, uh, for those that do know about us and don't know about us, we, we certainly appreciate the support and we hope that you spread mm-hmm. the word uh, for us um, and join in, you know. I mean, because we're here, we're, we're constantly looking for feedback and, and getting an understanding mm-hmm. from our audience on how to, you know, do things better. So that's very important to us. So we always welcome that. Um, and just to share quickly uh, our information, uh, our phone number is 610-626-0454. I just mentioned the website, um, Uh We also have a guest book there. You can find the guest book. Um, and share your feedback there. Um, you, along with that, you can also go to our social media venues and share your feedback there as well. So, plenty uh, of opportunity to hear from you. Um, and mm-hmm. of course, if you know someone um, that's interested in appearing on our show, we, we welcome that as well. You know, uh, to have somebody to come on uh, that you think uh, would be uh, interested in doing so. Uh, that's always yes, great to have you. a new Thank opportunity to meet new people. So, but um, uh, just uh, we just don't want to let the cat out of the bag, so to speak. I mean, we had some things planned, as I said, um, and we definitely uh, want to communicate that. So, you know, ahead of time. Um, so we're looking to, uh, uh, you know, each year we look again to just build, continue to build, continue to, to develop, and grow, and pave the way forward and move forward. And so, um. We're looking at some big things for 2016, and, and we hope uh, everything comes to light on that and, and we'll be able to continue to move forward and, and bring a positive voice to uh, society locally and abroad. Excellent. Thank you. And we want to say to the No Note Show team as a whole, keep doing what you love because it is effective. And we look forward to celebrating with you on your 10th year and so on and so on each decade to follow. <laughs> so, yeah, keep... yes. and, and, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. I mean, it's one, and I, I, should, I should not have forgotten to mention this, but uh, the, the best thing about uh, No Notes is it's a family-owned business. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, that, that's certainly a privilege to be able to work with family. Um, uh, we we really do enjoy it, um, and we work very well together, and and mm. and we you know respect one another, and we value each other's opinion, and and so when you have that type of relationship and able to do that, I mean that's a wonderful thing. Um, and what's better than working with family? And uh, nice, you know man. sometimes sometimes people you know say oh well you know family you can't work with them you can't deal with them this and that but you can you can it's all mm. about the communication. You know, it's all it's all how you it's all about how you treat one another and, and respect one another and love one another and and all those things. So I mean, it's been you know I always say this too. This has been a dream of mine. You know, I come from a long line of entrepreneurship within my family. So mm-hmm. this is, it's, in terms of family, is nothing new, but uh, mm-hmm. this is new for me. So to be able to do this uh, with my family is is just great, and and that's what's most valuable. Wonderful words, wonderful words, and inspiring 
to hear as well because, uh, you know, you hear about cases of sibling rivalry and, you know, families being, uh, families feuding a lot and not really able to work together. But to hear your testimonial, I'm sure that is so inspiring for so many of us that would like to go into business with family, but we were maybe apprehensive because we heard so much about the downside of going into business with family, and we felt like, well, we don't want to, you know, uh, try something new and then become disappointed. So with not broke, you don't fix, you know, we're let them do what they're doing. We're, we're going to do what we're doing. But I think what better, what better, group to work with than your family. You know your family. You know, you have a history, you know, with them. So I definitely commend the No Notes show LLC uh, family team, you know, that happens to be a strong management team (laughs) of the No Notes show LLC. And, you know, keep leading by example because you're definitely a – forerunner, and I'm sure many other families will look to you and say, we can do this, you know, in spite of the negativity and what people believe, you know, we're going to beat the odds and, you know, we're going to stand strong and be that family business that can survive all adversity. Because we know it's always going to be adversity. I mean, that's a given. But and that's when very, and that, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off, go ahead. Oh, no, you go right on ahead. I was just going to just say when you're willing to do it as a team, you can make it as a team. That's very, very true. I mean, and that's a key word there. I mean, my, like our our co-president, Watson Filial, uh, also my uncle, um, he's taught me uh, the value of truly understanding what adversity means. Uh, And, no, because we all face it you know, every day, you know, in situations that we deal with. I mean, because this is life. But it's how, like he puts it, uh, it's how you deal with adversity in the moment um, in terms of, uh, you know, don't try try to do your best not to um, make decisions based on emotion. Mm-hmm. But to think, to, you know, really sit down. I mean, because you're in the moment. It, it can be an emotional time. And, you know, sometimes we we, we – react before we think or, you know, we say something uh, that we may regret later on. But, you know, he says that, you know, when you think about, you, you you just take a moment of pause and just think about it for a second and then, you know, get a chance to reevaluate it. Maybe you discuss it with someone. And, and we, we have many talks. You know, I, I uh, look to my uncle uh, for guidance and, uh, you know, all the time. So, you know, I, I get good feedback, you know, from him and my and my other uncle and, of course, my wife. But, I mean, you know, with all that, you know, it's, it's how you it's how you deal in the moment. And what adversity does is something else I learned, too. Um, you know, don't look at, at, at adversity as your enemy. You know, embrace it because that's what makes you strong. Mm. You know, embrace it, work through it, you know, learn from that. And you know, every day is not perfect with us either. And you know, you know, as a family business, I mean, we, you know, there's there will be disagreements. There have been disagreements, but mm-hmm. it's how you work through that 
it's how you deal again, how you deal with one another, how you respect one another, how you work through that, how you talk it out. That's how you're able to work through that adversity and be able to move forward. So um that you know, that that's just a piece of advice. Make allow adversity to be your friend. You know, we none of of course none of us want to, you know, deal with it. I mean, but again, that's not being realistic. You know, this is life. So you know, you gotta take it as it comes and, you know and just you know, and you know, just not not to not not to get off the beaten path here, but you know, you give you give all praises to God, you know, give it put it in his hand. Mm-hmm. And he'll make it all right. You know, so you gotta you gotta acknowledge him first. Right. You know, with all things. You gotta believe, you gotta, you know, gotta look believe to in your that, creator, so. your maker. He is that higher source and power. He should be our resource above any other and we can do this, you know. I think it's just a matter of just knowing that you can do this, you know. And sometimes it takes you seeing someone else doing it first. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's just, you know, food for thought, you know, piece of advice, you know. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. Thanks for Thanks having so us. so much. Well, I'm looking forward to my opportunity to be on the No Notes show. It will be my first time, so I'm really excited. I'm trying to um, work it out where Queen Zipporah and I both can uh, join. Uh, she should be well then, and I'm sure it'll um, be a good experience. Even if we just okay. have her there and, you know, if you want to do us both, as the uh, host and co-host of the Exceptional Scribble Show, by all means, you are welcome to doing us both. But if you just want to hear from me this time and you want to hear from her another time, she's an urban fantasy writer. That's something I don't do. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That will be fine. No, the, the more the merrier. The more the merrier. We, you know, we can make it happen. Okay. You know? All right. So, yeah, yeah, she's more than welcome to, to, to join you. And okay. uh, we, we love to have her as well. Excellent, excellent. Because we definitely are a team uh, hosting the show. And uh, even though she wasn't with me, physically present uh, with me on tonight's show, her spirit, I always sense and know, is with me. And I, I think that's important, too, that when you uh, choose someone to work with, that you and them are of the same accord, that you have a kindred spirit with that person because it will just help things to stay afloat the way it should. I think that's so necessary, too. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, indeed. Well, um, is Mr. PDQ still on the line? Yes, ma'am, I'm here. Okay, well, Mr. PDQ, before we... um, in our show this evening, are there any closing remarks that you may want to give or any um, maybe a positive affirmation that you would like to share? The mic is being extended your way. Feel free to indulge at this time. Um, well, first of all, I want to say thank you. Thank you once again for allowing me to uh, come on. Um, I think you made some very powerful statements about, you know, us chasing our dreams and going after what it is we want. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I feel like, you know, none of us are put here um, just to exist. All of us are put yeah. here for for a purpose and a reason. And I think it's about finding your purpose. And I feel like your purpose is that thing that moves your passion. Your passion is that thing that you'll drive and do without any type of financial purpose behind it. You'll just do it to do it. Um, and when you when you find that, it's a different air of breathing that we have when we walk in our purpose. And God starts to move and open doors that we would have never been able to open ourselves. Mm. Um, you know, I always think about my grandmother. You know, I, my grandmother used to say, baby, you know, when I get up, the devil get mad. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I miss that. I miss hearing that. But I, I think about that. And so now that's why when I get up, I get up and I try to, I try to make sure that I, 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 I drive things that's in my soul that are of positive affirmations and, 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 and nothing but positivity. And so I'll close with this. Mm-hmm. In order to be great or to walk into your greatness, you have to be uncomfortable Getting uncomfortable. You have to be comfortable getting uncomfortable is is, mm-hmm. is a part of that process. So you have to study those who are who are that you consider to be great, that you consider to be successful. I know in my in me watching and, and reading different things and and um trying to better myself, I'm noticing that all the successful people start their day either four or five AM in the morning. We only mm. get 24 hours in a day, and our and our time is our most precious asset. What are you going to do with your time that's going to be impactful to your day that's ultimately going to be a benefit to you and your family? So I start my day every day now at 5 o'clock with a 5 o'clock call with a friend of mine from Connecticut just mm-hmm. to be – just to make an effort to get better, you know, and – I just feel like in order for me to become great, in order for me to be who it is that I'm trying to become, I have to think already as if I'm that person. Mm. So walk into your greatness with a sense of pride, a sense of willingness, and a sense of uh, um, attack like you haven't eaten in three days or three weeks, you know, um, Mm. Uh, uh, motivational speaker that I, I listen to all name is all the time. His name is Eric Thomas. They call him the hip hop the hip hop preacher, and he said that you gotta want success as bad as you want sleep. When you mm-hmm. want success more than you want sleep, you're walking to success. My name is Mr. PDQ. I'm appreciative for the opportunity. You can find me on social media, Mr. PDQ. I'll I'll come up, and if you want to get in contact with me in reference to the Thousand Men or the Young the Young Men's Academy, you can reach me through social media or PDQ at PDQ Management. And once again, thank you, thank you, thank you for this opportunity. Um, I feel I feel honored and blessed. You are very welcome, and. I'm just going to go to one caller that I believe may have some uh, final comments for you. Uh, Nashawn, are you still on the line? 
Nashawn, are you still on the call? Yes, I'm still on the call. Uh, okay. I was, I'm sorry, I was I was packing up myself. I'm getting ready to go out of town tomorrow. Oh. Uh, I was listening and and um, P, uh, brother PBQ, brother Sutton, um, keep doing what you're doing. Um, I I appreciate the 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 actions that you're putting into in 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 the the thoughts that you're putting into action the the um the efforts that you're that you're uh trying to to um empower uh our youth and 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 adults who are um who, who desperately need it um in empowering our com- our community by doing so and I just want to commend you in 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 everything that you're doing right now. I'm a, I'm appreciative, good brother. Uh, see, when I hear when I hear people like yourself give that encouragement, um, give that feedback. There's times I feel defeated. There's times that I feel like, what am I doing uh, with everything that I'm trying to do and trying to create? And it seems like every time I feel defeated, every time I feel like I need to throw my hands up. Gotta do something. Gotta have someone call me, or a message to be sent to me, or someone like yourself to speak words of affirmation to me. Like it's, it's, it's been, it's been. I, I look up. You, you, you might if you drove past me in my car. Sometimes you're like, "What is this crazy dude doing?" Because sometimes I just look up and I, and I'll be like, "You know what, God, you are funny. You are funny." <laughs> right? I didn't know you was a comedian like this, but. You know, I appreciate that, good brother. I, believe me, I take nothing you say haphazardly. I take nothing you say lightly. I take it to the heart. I feed on it. It keeps me motivated. It pushes me to drive. So thank you, good brother. I appreciate you. Not a problem. Not a problem. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I love the unity, the the brotherhood, the unity of brotherhood that I am witnessing on this panel tonight. So I I just want to commend all of you men on that and just to urge you to stay connected because truly you are kings. And as you connect with each other and lift up one another, you are lifting up yourself and whatever your dream or ambitions are, they will be fulfilled. It takes a village. No one can do it alone. So thank you. I just want to thank you for the added inspiration that I know I did acquire from you during your interview. And I want to thank you for even um, my motivation has been heightened just listening <laughs> to your words today. <laughs> now I'm I'm challenging myself. <laughs> I'm saying, okay, after hearing about your challenge, I'm like, okay, Fran, going into twenty sixteen, yes, time for a new challenge. And we want to start this year off right. So um just know that you're living of course I know you know this already, but um it can never be said enough. Your living is not in vain. And sometimes the things we think 
that are so uh, minute or trivial, those are the big things because the little things truly do mean a lot. So keep keep inspiring others, keep motivating yourself and then others, and you're going to make it to where you're headed, and where you're headed is your destiny. And stay on course. Just stay focused. Stay on course. Yes, ma'am. You you should see me. I'm nothing but teeth right now. I'm sitting here blushing, <laughs> smiling. And... <laughs> All right. Thank yes, you, yes. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, that's what we're all about on the Exceptional Scribble Show, just trying to help. Um, we tend to focus on the arts because there are so many struggling, starving artists out there, and they need support. They need uh, a place where they can come to and they can be appreciated. Sometimes they just need exposure. They need a platform. Other times they need resources. There's information that they don't already know or have that that can help them advance to the next level as for their artistry. Um, also, sometimes we have master artists that are on this platform that they share uh, words of wisdom to help those new upcoming artists so that they know how to master their craft successfully. So that's what we're all about, just seeing any and everybody reach their highest level of potential because we're all truly here for that cause. And uh, once we graduate and we've reached that level, you know, when it's our time to ascend, then we can ascend with no regrets. And we can say, you know, I didn't leave any stone unturned. And I didn't leave something behind that I should have fulfilled. So now the next generation has to fulfill mine and theirs. So that's what it's all about, knowing your destiny. We always promote the um, relevance of that, the significance of that first, and that it takes time to know yourself even, you know, and um, don't be afraid of what you might learn about yourself. (laughs) Everything ain't pretty. (laughs) Everything ain't lovely, you know. You got to be able to deal with knowing that, yes, you know, I have some ugliness too. And some of this ugliness can become beautiful. I got to work on me. And then once we work on ourselves and fix ourselves and, 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 and we're all together, then we can help somebody else. We can truly, fully um, help somebody else in, in, in the utmost manner and way where we're not going to injure them in the process. So it's all about loving and encouraging, and that's why we're here. Uh, this was just a thought. I remembered I was a co-host of a show which is entitled Positive Talk, and during that time, the No Note Show, uh, Stephen and I, we first became acquainted, and um, that's where, we, you know, our uh, support, and friendship and business affiliation started. Um, And during that time, I was just in training. I didn't know that I was in training to do this. I just knew that I loved supporting my friend and supporting her venue and her helping her dream to become reality. 
So once I was able to achieve helping somebody else, that's where, you know, that community service part um, is so important. I was able to then pioneer and launch this show, which I'm helping, really helping myself, helping others with this, doing this, because it was something that I knew in my heart was the right thing to do, having become acquainted with so many artists, being an artist myself, on very levels, um, I paint, I sing, play the keyboard, uh, dance, drama. Um, I'm definitely a passionate writer and poet. Anybody that knows me knows that Fran, the stage poet, that's that's heavy with me. Um, but we have so many artists out there that are struggling because they're not really networking effectively, and they need to learn how do I network and how do I establish my identity as an artist and I can be who I am but also be a part of a community and circle in the process and not lose my identity. So, you know, it's dealing with those things. There's struggles artists have that others don't. And sometimes artists, because we're so passionate, we don't, put a price tag on what we do. And so we're struggling artists because we don't want to charge a fee. A lot of times we're doing things free. And, you know, it's nice, but ultimately we still have to pay bills. We got to (laughs) eat. We have to afford a home or living quarters. So we also use this platform to educate artists on how they can make a profit by doing what they love, and no, um, there's no harm in doing that. I mean, there's some artists out there that they really have hearts, and, and, I mean, they would do everything for free, and you literally have to force them to charge a fee for their services because they're just so passionate about what they love and, you know, they give it away as a gift. So we use the platform to educate. We had the No Notes show come on to educate on that as well, just encouraging artists that, yes, you need to establish for yourself. Um, you should have a budget. You should have an account. You should have funds so that you're able to do what you love and you can do it without worries, still take care of your family, afford to do that, and there's ways in which you can profit from your gift and still you can have your keep your day job. So, it's a, it, you know, it's just a matter of information being properly relayed. A lot of times, you know, everyone's not always in the right circles to hear the information, the good resource information that will empower them and enrich their lives. But when they are, it makes a world of a difference. So we're just trying to create that kind of climate on this platform. So we're always going to be grateful uh, for our supporters like the No Notes show that really help us promote uh, what it is that we're doing from week to week. We had uh, Lisa Weiss 
Barrow as our feature artist last week, and she touched on the struggle of mental illness. And I mean, the sister broke it down in such a way where everyone had a fresh perspective about mental illness. We realized it shouldn't be that dreadful uh, taboo talk title or topic that we dare not discuss openly. It should be what we're discussing in every setting, and we should feel comfortable to do so. She even touched on how a lot of uh, spiritual communities are afraid to touch on it. So she really helped to open, uh, help us to feel a lot more comfortable about having open dialogue on that subject matter, which impacts on so many people's lives. And she, (coughs) oh, excuse me. She did share about how it was it was a reality from an early age she experienced um <clears throat> hospitalization and treatments and things like that from a child and how it just really changed <clears throat> it changed her in so many ways and how she wasn't as supported as she needed to be. And we were able to touch on the need for parents to just be a little more compassionate and supportive to their children and to their child. If they have a child that's struggling with mental health issues or mental illness and behavioral health, because we touched on that, how it is behavior that's impacted, um, then, you know, there are support, there's resources available to them, there are supports that they need to acquire, and um, there are communities that will accept their child even. You know, there are some schools that have programs, especially for those children that need that special care and how parents need the information as to how to tap into these resources because they are resources that are available to that. So um, we're just really trying to build, we always like to use a pyramid. We're trying to build a pyramid successfully. That's one of the symbols as well. You'll notice on our posters we always have a pyramid uh, somewhat as the backdrop because ultimately we're trying to achieve what people say is impossible or can't be done. And we know it can. All it takes is like minds. And all it takes, of course, is the strength of the Almighty. We can't do it without his power. And you have to believe and you have to know that you can. So we're about that empowerment and positive efforts. And it takes a community as a united front to achieve this. So thank you, everyone that contributed, every caller, 
um, the No Notes Show, uh, Mr. PDQ, and, of course, you know you have our full support. We're going to continue to promote the event on the Exceptional Scribble Show fan page, our show as well, um, our walls, as for myself and my co-host, and also our events page. We, we have people that will visit it even after tonight's show, and we will have the archive link for all of those who are tuned in. We will have the archive link. The archive audio link will be available for episode 89. It will be available on tomorrow. We will make sure and post it ASAP so any and everyone who is not able to join us Tonight, by call or in the chat room, they will be able to discover what they missed. They missed so much. And we definitely hope Mr. PDQ will be back. We look forward to having a return visit of Mr. PDQ on the panel of the Exceptional Scribble Show in 2016. And Mr. PDQ, would you take us up on that offer and invitation? Okay, (laughs) that's a good answer. We are hoping for that answer. Thank you so very much. We can't say thank you enough, and we look forward to the next time uh, when we will have you as a return guest on the panel of this show. You are very welcome. And feel free to post on the Exceptional Scribble Show That is our fan page on Facebook. Feel free to post any calendar of events updates as often as you like or, you know, anything that you feel would benefit someone as a reader to read. Feel free to post that on that page because we do allow for that. And that's something we encourage all visitors to do even if it's just a positive message of inspiration, because someone needs it. Someone needs it, and they definitely will be reading it. Thanks so much. I actually do I actually do a YouTube channel as well, so if you want, you can always go. If you go on YouTube and type in Mr. PDQ, it'll come up. And so oh, I, I do okay. stuff on the YouTube channel as well. Um, so, and I actually, it's funny because I was sitting here listening to the uh, young lady and the gentleman do the poem, mm-hmm. and uh, on one of my, on one of them, I did a poem on there. Um, and people are like, you do poems? I'm like, yeah. When I'm in my, when I'm in my bag, I, I can do them as well. So oh, I was inspired. Okay. You know, so I'm not listen. as good as they were, but I was inspired. Wow. Well, listen, I definitely will be posting the uh, YouTube link on the Exceptional Scribble Show fan page, my wall, and we'll do it also on the event page for those that weren't able to catch the full interview earlier on this evening. But um, we would like for you to call in whenever you can. If you can join us, we're always on on Tuesday nights. Uh, And, of course, it's TalkShoe. That is the server. And our show is extending to you an open invitation to call in and to read your poetry. We would be honored. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes Episode 89. We're going to 
in tonight by hearing a poem of inspiration. And I do hope that everyone is tuning in will be inspired. This is a piece entitled... And this is right on SoundCloud. If you visit SoundCloud, my full name is Francine Elizabeth Natal, N-A-T-A-L. And if you visit on SoundCloud, you'll see a couple of pieces that are original poems by me. And this one in particular is a motivation, no peace. And I was inspired to do it. It's entitled Queen Mother and we're honoring our mothers our community leaders. The Queen Mother is the governing nest. She makes predictions that can never be false claims. The rain reveals to her what has no root, and it exposes the root cause of everything. The rain is her companion, and so she never accompanies fools. For every drop of rain that falls testifies of whom trouble has evolved from and where it was sent to. Live or 
from indulging in evil deeds, destructive practices. Queen Mother extends herself far and wide to meet the needs of all. She is the village oracle and the king's crown, the royal diadem. Queen Mothers are chosen. Not all were born as such. Many desire this ordination. But only a few merit this honorable mention. lives from the general population. They 
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.